Kelly Catrera. You're listening to The Kelly Cotrera Show. Welcome to the program. Good to have you along. 900 CHML, 980 CFPL, 640 Toronto, and anywhere on the Radio Player Canada app. All right, on Monday, our Health Minister, Sylvia Jones, you may have heard, announced that registered nurses would be able to expand their scope of practice to independently prescribe and administer some medications. These are for smoking cessation, immunizations, topical anesthetics for pain relief, even a birth control pills. Um, and, you know, it sounds like it's going to save doctors some time and allow them to get to more comple- complex uh, care issues that you may be suffering. But the Ontario Medical Association um, may have some concerns with it. So here to talk about it, Dr. Andrew Park, president of the OMA. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Okay, so not all doctors are really happy about this. I think a lot of people would find that slightly shocking because, you know, we think that you've got some important work to do and prescribing some pain medication or, you know, antibiotics might not be what you're after. Yeah, so I I think our concern, well, the main concern is um, that the the system that we're working in um, has felt broken for a while. And um, we see this as a, a relatively quick fix solution as opposed to really um, ensuring that all the professionals that are at the, at the top of their scope are working in a collaborative and integrated fashion. Um, this seems more like a, a transactional piece to say, you know, you, you got a prescription, but prescriptions are not necessarily care. And that's really what we're targeting. Okay, so let's talk about that. Where, uh, where do uh, care and, and prescriptions differ? Yeah, so um, you know, getting a prescription is 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 one thing, but um, what we're really advocating for, and what we think should be the focus of the government moving forward, um, is is access to primary care. Um, any any country that gets health care outcomes as well as health outcomes, um, correct, has is strongly rooted in in strong primary care, and um, and, and that's what we're advocating. Uh, 2.3 million on trends without a family doctor. Um, this will not fix that problem, and, and um, that's where the focus really needs to lie. It won't fix that problem, but, you know, I have heard, you know, and, and from my do- family doctor as well, they're suffering burnout because they're trying to take on more than they can do. You guys are bogged down with paperwork, you know, in some cases like 19 hours a week, week spent on mm-hmm. uh, paperwork that you shouldn't have to be uh, spending time on. And so wouldn't this just alleviate some of the stress and allow you um, maybe some extra time so that you could take care of your own mental health and make sure that you are, even though there are fewer of you, but you're there to give care to your patients and focus on them. Part of the problem with when um, when you run parallel systems is that there's no integration and it further fragments uh, a system. I'll, I'll, let me give you a practical example. Um, I work as an emergency doctor, and when you work as an emergency doctor, your patients will often say, well, I already repeated that question, or I already talked about that. Don't you have the records? Why aren't the records available? We have a lot of fragmentation, which prevents us to really get care for our patients. And this is another example of further fragmenting that system. Your family doctor will oftentimes not have a really good sense of what care you got, when you got it, and how you got it. So then they're then trying to carry that baton and run with it in terms of your overall care, and that can be at best fragmented and at worst very dangerous for patients. That's where our concern is. 
And it, so this could, and I, I see the way you explained it, it could actually add more time to your job because you've got to go back and figure out, okay, who prescribed this? What was it prescribed for? Uh, did I prescribe it? You know, uh, was there, uh, is there any history of this problem? You know, have we discussed it in the past? Is this a reoccurrence of something? It, I'm guessing you'd have to go through, it's more detective work for you guys. Absolutely that, but but not only the work for the physicians, um, but as well as for the patients, because, um, you know, another example would be that if if a patient says, you know, I think I have these symptoms and they go to a pharmacist and then they're given a prescription or treatment and it doesn't get better, then they go to another one that those two may not communicate with one another. They they may not communicate with the family doctor. At the end of the day, the patient's just not getting better and it's underlying a a potentially dangerous uh, condition for that patient. And that can that can kind of continue in perpetuity, and there's no there's no real checks or balance. What we think should happen is really is everyone should have a family doctor in the province. You know, mm-hmm. we've been calling for that continually, just like every child should have a school, every patient should, or every citizen should have a family doctor. And that family doctor should have the team that's then capable of managing that patient together, and that's when all these abilities of the nurses and the pharmacists and the physicians really come together to actually take coordinated care of the patient as opposed to episodic, fragmented care. Okay. Um, someone's texting in, and I know we don't have a ton of time, but uh, their thought is that some doctors don't want registered nurses to prescribe any meds because that takes away from an appointment and that they can build OHIP. What do you say to that? I mean, we, we don't have a shortage of appointments to build OHIP. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's really not, it's really, this isn't about turf. This is about, this is really about patient care. Um, and um, you know, we've been doing this long enough and, and yeah, we, we need help in the system. There's no question, but we don't want to create help in a system that um, doesn't really work in the best interests of patients. Um, and that's where our focus really lies. All right. Well, listen, I want to thank you for your time. You've been really helpful, Andrew, uh, Dr. Park, for taking us through uh, what some of the concerns are with these new powers. Despite that, the registered nurses have these powers, so I guess you're going to have to work around that. It's not ideal, but uh, it's just the way it is now. Yeah, no, absolutely. We'll continue our advocacy work and always happy to chat. Thanks, Kelly. Dr. Park, president of the Ontario Medical Association. Kelly Catrera, weekdays at noon. We are 640 Toronto.